Hi, you're listening to Community Radio. This is 8CCC FM 102.1 in Alice Springs and Tennant Creek. And this is Kitchen Radio, a new show all about seasonal food, what's growing here in your local community and what to do with it in your kitchen. Oh my God, look at the size of those items. I know. Right, who's first? That's just water. Yeah, just giving him a wipe, like wipe the dust off and stuff. Yeah. So big adders don't necessarily equate no. to, to plenty of milk. No. Okay. Just do the first couple of squeezes. Get the flow. Oh, just get the bunny peel off food. Oh yeah, like grain. Oh yeah, grain. If you. So it's a push up and pull. Yeah, but you're also you're squeezing like first finger, second finger, third finger, fourth finger to squeeze the milk out of the. So are you Trey? You're doing that in, in sort of like sequence one, two, three, four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if they don't have feed there, they get. Really impatient. <laughs> oh, where's my food? They're stubborn. So, how many teeth does she have? Just two? two. Yeah. And you milk both? Like this? Yeah. Two. Some people milk one at one, at one like one, two, one, two, but okay. I don't trust these goats to not put their food in the. In the um, oh, both hands. Yeah. Put the pot down and use you both hands. You can do it like this. Okay. But everyone's got their own way that they prefer. If you're going to milk them, they have to be occupied, otherwise they just keep doing that. It's a good controlling mechanism Food, yeah. Um, yeah, I was milking them every day and it would take me an hour, half an hour, an hour. And then making cheese would take a whole day. I'd have to, maybe three or four days worth to make cheese. Yeah. Wow. I made a bit of ricotta, but mostly I was making feta because that was the yummiest. Uh, I, I made a bit of sure. And how many goats were you milking then? Three or four. So you, you said you prefer making feta to ricotta with it. Why? Oh, it's yummier. So ricotta's pretty. Oh my god, look at all that milk. Oh, I used to get almost a litre off each of these. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. Oh, no wonder you could make cheese. You would have had heaps of milk. Yeah, Yeah, you need at least four litres to make feta. That's what a great fun. ending. Welcome to Kitchen Radio, Rita. What oh, did welcome. you do this morning? Um, I went milking goats. Oh, I actually watched Rodney milk a lot of goats. But yeah, welcome to Kitchen Radio. Yes. On this, we're gonna we're gonna 
Spoiler. I've spoiled it already on Facebook. It's a goat show. It's a goat show, yeah. It's part one of a two-part goat show. We're having a break from the secret ingredients because it's uh, the secret ingredient because it's so hard to keep secrets it in is. a small town. And we think it's possibly if you know it's going to be a goat show, you might actually tune in. So you want to get why a, not let get our listeners know that if you're um, if you're interested in goat's milk and cheese and all things you can do with goat's milk, then you should be uh, tuning in. Yes. And if you've got mates who do, get them on the phone and get them to listen in as well. Yeah, send because that Because ACCC is great. Not just our show, but ACCC generally is a great community radio station. Here we are. That's a good prompt. We are. Uh, if you're just tuned in, then you're listening to uh, Community Radio here, live broadcasting out of the Alice Springs studio. This is with Rita and Beck, uh, and this is Kitchen Radio, and we're up to our 13th episode, are we, Rita? We are, yep. Mm. Pretty good going. Yep, yeah, lucky number. Yeah, and I kept thinking to begin with, we're going to run out of products, but we don't. They just keep coming they hard do. and fast. They do. They keep multiplying like a kufia. They do. Um, so before we start talking about um, goat's milk and yes. all things goat's milk and cheese, what have you been cooking this week? Well, uh, not a lot. As I said, I haven't been particularly well this week, so I've had some time out of the kitchen. But uh, we did have some time on the weekend, you and I together, um, with our with our next topic, with the goat's milk. So we can talk about that a little bit later. But I haven't been in the kitchen too much. I've just I've actually been doing a bit of fasting. So I'm. Uh, just getting back into eating this week and uh, this is the end of this week. And, uh, do you feel good for having I, cleaned out I, your system? I do. I feel really good for the fasting once yeah. I got over the bit of illness. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a bit of a fan of fasting and I've been yeah, – Me too. Or periodic I fasting. I don't do it, but I'm a fan of That's a good way. I haven't done it really for years and I've been wanting to kind of, build, you know, feeling like, oh, I should, I want to. So I think being a bit unwell was the was a great, uh, you know, prompt. Yep. It's an excellent way to start because you don't feel like eating when you're, well, I didn't feel like no, eating. No, yeah. One uh, of the but I just, yeah. I just did three days and um, unfortunately, look at this, there's this spread in front of me. I knew I better stop fasting because I've got so many delicious <laughs> things to be tasting in life. But uh, there you go. I feel great for the little bit that I did do. Good. What have you been cooking, Rita? Well, I got a new outdoor oven last week, so I've been so excited. Ah. So I've been doing um, – I did have a disaster, but I won't talk about the disaster till um, part the part two show, which it relates to. So after, I was so inspired by our, our great beetroot show last week yes. that I just um, went home and started cooking like a demon, cooking everything with beetroot. So I cooked <laughs> a um, – a vegan chocolate beetroot cake with an avocado frosting dressing. And how was it? It was great. I yeah. saw a picture and sure. I heard about it. Yeah, I, I made two and I was someone was one of our um, one of my staff members' birthday this week who's a vegan, so I oh. um I, I split it in two and so that was great. We had that at work as well. It was Perfect. beautiful. Yep. And uh, the avocado dressing, like I did start telling people because I understood some people are allergic to avocado, but it's possibly better if you don't tell people because just sometimes knowing that that's avocado, coconut yeah. oil and uh, cocoa, yeah, I don't know. I, and I had a vision, which is what I wanted to make beetroot pasta, so the actual pasta. And I think I talked about this last week that I was going to do it and I did it and then I made a filling with ricotta and beetroot leaves and kale and... Um, and maybe some chard in there as well. Yes. And that was really beautiful. It looked beautiful. It tasted mm. really lovely. So Again, I saw a few little photos. Are there yeah. photos on Facebook of that? There are photos on Facebook and on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. So if you're, if you're listening and you don't yet know about the Facebook bit, then that's the best way to, um, I guess, tune in in some ways and get involved. Not tune in, but uh, that radio is good for tuning in, but uh, get involved. There's a Kitchen Radio Facebook site that Rita 
Rita looks after and or Rita is the, the mother of. Yeah, and an Instagram um, okay. page, which is my page, but you can still go and yeah. like it or... I've got a new hashtag, which is Kitchen Radio Alice, as well as Kitchen Radio Show. So yeah. make sure that you subscribe to that hashtag. <laughs> Excellent. I'll and just go look up what a hashtag is. And then I moved on to cooking with goat's curd. I had all these leeks too. Yes. I had so many leeks. Yes. And I had to do something with the oh leeks. God, I can't believe we've missed it because leeks are so in season they at are, the moment. I know. <laughs> in so Alice Springs I know, anyway. They're so good. So I had two weeks worth of leeks in the fridge. So I made a, a leek pancetta and um, goat's curd tart or mm. a quiche. And I, cook, I baked it in my um, wood-fired oven. Perfect. And then I also made a, a goat's curd cheesecake, which we've got here to taste so that's yeah. um that's that's the segue into talking about goats. Goats curd. And of course cheese, yes. And you've all listened to the the milking, um Jane and I milking the goats at first. Those sound effects were just beautiful. Yeah, I can give you any goats at any point in time. We can just have goats going through the whole show if you'd like. Yeah, I reckon a, a few little blurts, you know, blare, yeah, blaring of them during the show would be great. I really had a lovely week last week. Um uh, Rita and I went out a few times out to the Happy Farmer out there and Raganisi Road and we're exploring, uh, l- learning about milking goats and got some, got some little bit of proficiency going. Um, yeah, oh, back, <laughs> background goat noise we've got going on. That's great. <laughs> uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it and was definitely keen to be doing more but of course then got unwell which is not yeah. helpful. But it was so much fun, yeah. yeah. And um, I went by myself this morning so I feel pretty proud of that yeah, yeah. thanks to um j9 for getting us going with some teaching and also then to rodney for following up with some definite expertise there uh, just loved hanging out with the goats and and yeah having a, a week's intensive learning yeah we yeah. talked about that a little bit last week i know but we did yeah but uh i'm writing still on it yeah and look we've actually got some products here we're going to do some live tasting um on today's show and i've actually got some uh Fresh goat's milk that I, uh, in fact, probably Rodney milked this morning and some pasteurised goat's, goat's milk. Yes. And Beck won't know the difference between the two. So I'm just going to um, pour some out for her and see if she can check the difference. But just to a note there that all the goat's milk that you buy in the supermarket is pasteurised. So basically what that means is it's been heated to a particular temperature to kill the microbes. And that, yeah, and all the goat's cheese in Australia as well is also made from pasteurised milk. In fact, all, all cheese is made from pasteurised milk mm-hmm. rather than raw milk. Yes. Um, whereas if you buy cheese in Europe, particularly in France, that's made with raw milk. So it's been one of these controversies over the years. But yeah. I know the goat's cheese I had in, in France is, is really beautiful and it's quite different than what you get here. Mm, okay. Um, I was just having a quick Google to think, am I sure I know what pasteurisation does and is, you know, is raw milk safe? That whole debate. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right. I've read it many times uh, and I guess, you know, the, the, like, depending on what you want to believe, the, the science is out of whether it's a, a good for you or terrible for you or how, how big the risk is in drinking raw milk. But here we go, live on air, community radio. A little bit of goat's milk. I'm going to take <laughs> the test. <laughs> you now don't know which one you put I do, in I do know, I do, I do know. She mixed the glasses up. <laughs> It's a magic trick. <laughs> and there's also homogenisation, which is where the, um, the, the fat is distributed through the milk, which isn't such an issue. Mm-hmm. I think I have forgotten. Yeah, I knew that was going <laughs> to happen. I watched her do it. <laughs> She's going to forget which glass is which. I think this is the commercial one because... Can I try this one? Yeah. The live on air tasting thing is... Uh, oh, yeah. No, you're right. The commercial one's much 
milder and less full in flavour. That I mean, that's that's Rodney. That's the raw one. We can yeah. try again. So that's this one. Yeah. You reckon? Yeah. Yeah. Do you agree? Yeah. I mean, I don't know because I haven't tasted either before, but you might need to start again with the tasting. Okay. They do taste quite different. I would have described one as tasting more goaty than the other, but that's possibly not a helpful description. We tasted... Uh, I don't know. Maybe the other one's just maybe on the turn. <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't make this up anyway. Look, no, anyway. Did I mention anyway. I've been sick this week, Rita? <laughs> No more, no more goat's milk. Anyhow, okay. they both taste really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you know <laughs> that uh, that uh, goat's milk has a lot more calories in it than the cow's milk? I did not know, but I uh, yeah. the Google research ometer did tell me that today. Yep, and the fat molecules in goat's milk are much smaller than in cow's milk. What I like, Rita, while we're blasting off facts that we have looked up about goat's milk. <laughs> Pretending to be experts. That's yeah. right. What I, the one I like particularly, am I allowed to do the, the top of the pops one, the really exciting oh, one? Oh, yeah, yeah. I love that one. Did yeah. you know that goat's milk is the most widely drunk milk in the world? I didn't know that until about a half hour ago, but yeah. isn't that amazing? I think it's one of those things that's obvious in hindsight. Yeah. It makes total sense to me. I Although think. apparently um, cows milk cows are a lot easier to milk than goats. Apparently a lot easier to milk and more uh, prolific in their milking and in their production of milk and less inclined towards uh, mastitis and other other issues. That's what I understand. But look, that's uh, <laughs> I'm getting the thumbs up. It's the the milk's not sour. It's okay. No, no, no. But I actually think the bought goat's milk tastes quite. A lot more goaty. Yes. It's a word you're going to hear a lot in this show. That's what I thought. Yeah, the, the bought goat, um, goat's milk tastes a lot more goaty than the fresh goat's milk, which actually doesn't taste that goaty at all. No. It tastes really fresh and lovely. It's very creamy and mild flavour. So I wonder if that goaty taste comes from when things, goat's milk and goat's products get older, which is what yeah. Jane Ine suggested. When we were talking about it last weekend, making cheese, and yes, as, as time yeah intensifies the flavour, which would make sense, I guess. I also wonder whether there's variation, of course, from animal to animal, a goat to goat, but yeah, what would I know? But yes, you can buy uh, goat's milk in the supermarket in the fresh section. I can't tell the difference. You can. I've <laughs> 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 well, had a lot of goat's milk now. The judges the judges have decided. There's no difference. No, Could be because I've confused them both. Yeah. But, um, yeah. She did a little <laughs> mix them up trick. <laughs> What's your favourite uh, goat's cheese? Oh, that's too difficult a question. I've told you before, Rita. If I've told you once, I've told you a thousand times. You don't know. Usually oh. my favourite thing is what I'm doing at the time. Okay. The cheese I'm eating at the time is my favourite cheese ever in the world, uh, unless it's really bad. I'm pretty easy pleased, but I do love goat's cheese yep. and I'm not put off by a strong goaty mm-hmm. flavour, so to speak. Yep. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I like chef. Yeah, yeah, I like chef, okay. but I like French chef, not necessarily the Australian chef. Okay. Yeah. So there's a soft. Yeah, white I mean, cheese, in, but, in um, France, you can get it with a, a bit of a rind on the outside. And okay. what I've always liked about it, it's not actually, um, it's it's what draw, draws me to, to a lot of foods. Actually, is its texture. Yes. So okay. I find a lot of um, goats' cheeses have got a graininess to them uh-huh. that cows' products don't. Yeah. Okay. Did you want to do another little tasting? I've got goat's curd there versus... While, while we're tasting. Yep, yeah. I do. Bring it on. I'm well. It's Friday and I'm well. 
So this is goat's curd, fresh goat's curd, that is available locally here in Alice Springs. I'm sorry if you're listening in Tennant Creek to Community Radio, uh, but if you're listening anywhere else in the world, you probably know all about these things and can buy them just down the road. This is the Utter Delights brand, which I think is South Australian. Yeah. Uh, and there's quite a lot of goat action happening in South Australia, both wild and farmed. A uh, place to be for goats mm. in Australia. And mm. This is a ricotta. That's it's a delicious. little bit That's on the delicious. turn as well. Everybody, <laughs> everything. It's still okay. Oh, that's all right. You can, right with you can cheese, have things when they're a bit, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to eat that. What about when you? Did you make this ricotta? No, but it is goat ricotta. No, no, that's um that well, well ricotta and curd are the same thing. Yes. Yeah. So, so this, no, is, this is a cow's. This one. is to compare a commercially made. Mm. Mm. Well, the other the goat's curd. Okay. So goat's curd and ricotta, that's delicious. Yeah. yeah that's and we have actually got to taste real fresh um, goat's curd in the last, or goat's ricotta in the last week, haven't we? We not, have. Not just taste it, we've actually participated. We made it kind of by watching. sitting around and watching. Jane and watching. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, as I said on the day, Rita, I have made it quite a few times um, previously myself. But it was fantastic to watch somebody, you know, to be more of an observer, I guess, and watch somebody who's who's made it a lot more and is perhaps a bit more familiar with the or confident with the process. Yeah, should we have yeah. a listen to Jane Owen's making of the ricotta? Sounds great. Yep. Is that um, is that cream that's all the that's settled on the side? Yes. So you've lined you've got a pot with a strainer and then you've lined that with cheesecloth. Do yes. you wet the cheesecloth first or no. Okay, so now we're going to put it on the heat. So this is milk that we've milked as a team effort this week. Primarily one goat. Two goats. Well, primarily one goat who's got no babies. But then, oh, this milk is two goats. Yeah, yeah sorry with you. Okay, yeah. That's actually um, the milk we milked last the Sunday. Last Sunday, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with you. It should be nice and aromatic. Huh? Yeah, it didn't, it didn't smell aromatic. Just gonna heat that through, or are you gonna boil it? No, I'm gonna heat it until just before boiling. So I might heat it about 85 degrees or 200 Fahrenheit. Yeah, that's enough. And then I'll take it, the heat off it, and then. Um, let it sit for a little bit. So you heat it until you can just start to see, well, until you see the bubbles forming around the rim of the pan, not till it's boiling. And do you stir it so um, you're getting even heat through the pot? Well, depends on what um, heat you've got on it. Yeah. If you're doing it slowly, then I wouldn't. Yeah. But just to stop it sticking on the bottom, you might. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Completely <laughs> peacock mode. Milk started. Now, what are we going to use for? Uh, we'll have to use vinegar, I think. Instead, to you don't have a uh, you don't have a fig tree. I was telling Vic tree. that traditionally the you in Sicily the. Uh, they would use the twig of a uh, fig tree to curdle your ricotta. Really? Yeah. Do you want to do that? Because I've got the fig tree out in the back. 
Mm. Oh, yeah, so it's the same as rennet. It is like rennet. Yeah, I'm, I'm not making it up. Oh, really? Yeah. It's 30 to 100 times that of animal rennet. Ooh. So it's more That's why you get away with just stirring with a twig. Yeah. As opposed to tipping in a whole lot of fig, mm. fig juice, fig uh, milk. Yeah. I don't think it'll work, as in it might take some proper research and experimentation to figure out how to do it properly. Oh, well, good to, yes, good to experiment with your two-thirds of a cup <laughs> as opposed to your, your oh. week's milking. Or vinegar or lemon juice. Yes. <laughs> you want to get the milk as well? Yeah, the saucepan, the temperature, the, the, the janine. I'm turning it off now. Salt would be nice, won't it? Do you want any other um, herbs in it? Would you normally put herbs in it? You could. Oh. You want. I'm a bit of a purist with these things. I like to add the anything later on. That's just me. But you've made it before yourself anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I, look, I've never been happy with my ricotta. Why? I think I get, I think I treat it like paneer and I think I get it too hot. I think I get it to boiling point and then drop it and then add the lemon juice. So it means the curds get hard, whereas you shouldn't get it to boiling point. It needs to sit well under the boiling point. And it needs to be, you need to treat it with a bit of, a bit more care than say paneer. You can be quite rough and robust with paneer. If I'm making cow's milk ricotta, I like to put cream in it because oh, really? it makes it more creamy. Mm. It's really nice with okay. cream. Yeah. And you heat the cream as well, same yeah. thing, just add it all yeah. together. Well, all the pasteurised milk that you have, the milk, the cheese is taken out. I mean, sorry, the cream's taken out. Yeah. Whereas this will be really interesting because it's the whole milk that's had nothing yeah. taken out of it. Yeah. Um, 84 degrees. Okay. okay. So it's been heated this to 84. This yeah. is good. And now I'm going to splash in some vinegar. How much vinegar, Jaina? Oh, uh, look, I think... I just did a splash and stirring it, you can see if it doesn't curdle enough then you add more, mm. like um, maybe a third of a cup or something. And then you're just mixing it through and trying to get the yeah. curds to um, form. Yep. Some of them might need a little bit more, but you know, I oh, that looks pretty good. Beautiful. Well, it looks like they haven't really stuck together much, but they have definitely separated. Mmm, now I can smell the goods now. Mmm. Can you smell it? It smells really good. It doesn't smell very goaty. Oh, that's a good smell. Nice, it smells good, like it doesn't smell. I'm finding mm. goat smell a little it bit overpowering delicious. at the moment. So. Come on. So now you're pouring it back into the muslin, the, the butter muslin. Yeah. You're probably not going to work that much, but oh well. I'm going to drain this all the way. Someone weighing. Yeah. Right. And that's you know, go toilet break. <laughs> I think I'll just put it in here now. 
How long are you going to let it drain for? Oh, between 10 minutes and half an hour. Because the more you drain it, the dry, drier it gets. If you leave it sit for too long, it ends up too dry. Yeah. And what do you do with the whey? Whey. Well, I could put it in smoothies. Yeah. Or give would it to be, my chickens. Yeah. Would be quite highly nutritious, I imagine. When you make the whey from the feta, you can make ricotta out of it if you add a bit more milk. Mm-hmm. Okay. So there's yeah. still protein. Yes, I think there's lots of things you can do with the whey, and that's yeah. I found it a bit tricky to protein use it still. well. It's like I didn't want to just drink it myself. Mm. So I if you make paneer, it. you can then use all that whey when you're making curry or whatever instead of water. So that's yeah. what I often do. Okay. With paneer. Yeah. It's a bit crumbly. That's mm. beautiful, don't I? I like the salt in it. The salt in it makes it taste a little bit fetterish. That's so yummy. Mm. I haven't made cheese for quite a while. So it's... Have you got that um, mulberry thing I made? The jam? Yeah. Do you want to have food. mulberry jam with that? That's a good idea. Mm. Mm. Want to try? Mm. Mm. Helping myself to things I've given you. But you like some mangoes too? Mm. <laughs> Can we eat the mangoes? Wow, what a hoot. Did you notice that Janine was talking about all those things we've been talking about just at the end? I mean, the last few weeks, like mulberries yes. and mangoes, they all came together and in that moment. I don't know whether it was on as part of that clip, but uh, we were also tasting Janine's kale chips that she'd made <laughs> as we were going. I tried to cut that, cut out those kale yeah. chips, but that was also that Janine talked about listening to mm. Laurie May a few weeks ago. She had felt inspired by a yeah. previous Kitchen Radio episode and yeah. mm, made, made kale chips. I'm hoping, it sounds like there's a bit of inspiration going on out there, which is fabulous. I know uh, I've been feeling inspired, certainly by the, the Beetroot show and quite a few others. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, Jane also in that interview um, showed us how to make her um, save, change your life bread. And that really inspired me and it might be something we talk about or I talk about yes. in later shows because yeah. um, it, it's really quite um, inspiring actually and, and life-changing. We'll get her in here. We had a um, really beautiful tour of the gar- of Jadine's garden out there at Jadine's Paradise at the farm, and um, and just thanks so much to her for that uh, time she spent with us last weekend making ricotta and touring us around her her garden and different produce that she's got growing and in the orchard and so on. Yeah. And uh, yeah, hopefully this week she'll be making. It sounds like this week she'll be making some more goat's cheese, either a mozzarella or possibly a feta. So it's not something. I think that's something that she's been doing a little bit of, and I'm sure there's others in town doing that well um rodney's apparently going to try and make halloumi so it's it's all out yeah. there cheese making's ha- alive and well in Alice yeah. springs if yep. you're interested in that and certainly in the culinary aspect but certainly if you're interested in seriously interested in in becoming part of that sort of collective then please contact have your farmer because it is um there is a collective of people who are contributing towards the care of and the the milking of those goats mm. or the one one goat in particular but that's, uh, you know, at least a litre of milk per day. No, I think Rodney's so. getting around two litres a day from that one from coat. That one coat. <laughs> she doesn't have a kid, so I think we all feel okay about the fact that we're not taking the milk away from, from the baby. The baby, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you've got ethical ethical issues around the, the goat milking, then, of course, it's not going to be for you. But um, if it's something you're interested in, I think it does require some dedicated people to actually go there and just do it, to get some skill going and, and turn up regularly and do the milking. And, and there is it, something... Do it properly, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
And there's something really magical about, I don't know if um, listeners heard, I mean, if you were, you know, hopefully you've all heard that initial sort of interview or over the goat's milking, but to actually see milking happening is quite magical. Mm. And it's it does bring home the fact that, you know, this is what milk is. It's not something that you buy in the supermarket. All of the milk we drink comes from an animal. Yeah, yeah, I just thoroughly enjoyed it. And that, But just, the, <laughs> just that whole thing about, you know, the very long connection between human and animal, you know, and yeah. a- other animal in I terms have, of our survival yeah. and, you know, companioning together. So, you know, we help house and feed, feed and shelter them and they, I mean, they'd be perfectly fine without us, of course. This is why I shouldn't have weighed in. But anyway, yeah. There's been a there's been a long partnership between us and the goat, I reckon, and uh, it feels very natural and good to me. When we just programmed that ricotta making uh, exercise, we thought not enough. <laughs> it was an experience. Yes, it was yes. great. Um, Beck and I had the chance to do a little bit of tasting off air, so we're not tasting on air. I brought in a pancetta leek, local leeks, and goat's curd uh, tart or quiche, which I cooked last night, and that was. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bragger, I know, but it's pretty good, wasn't it? Incredible. Yeah, it was Just really good pancetta as well. Very, so very... A really lovely thing to do with like leeks and goat's curd yeah. and pancetta. Rich and delicious and very fine textured and flavour, yeah. Just mm. divine. And then we also had a tasting of a goat's curd cheesecake, which was so simple. I might just explain that. Yes. Did you want to talk about that? You tell the recipe first. Uh, Yeah, so look, the original recipe is about a kilo of goat's curd. So I didn't actually use a kilo of goat's curd because, like, I've got 200 grams of goat's curd here, which cost $9. (laughs) So that would have cost me $45 Mm. to just make this cake. So I didn't do that. So I did a little bit of maths. And so I did... It's interesting to me to think where that recipe came from, where... Putting one kilo of goat's curd in a recipe is, um, you know, is it just a normal and easy thing? I guess in a in a city in Australia, it probably isn't. It's probably not such an expensive ordeal. But I'm assuming perhaps it's a recipe from somewhere else in the world. Well, go my travellers. Sorry, oh, online. Oh, so it's yeah, irrelevant. Sorry, yeah. So it's irrelevant. <laughs> no, of course, somewhere else in the world. But also, gourmet traveller is not necessarily going to promote recipes that, that anybody on a normal budget. Is going to be <laughs> possibly yeah. So look, I used about 285 grams of goat's curd, um, and I used two eggs. And from memory, it was 75 grams of caster sugar, the zest, and the juice of half a lemon. And I basically just whisk that together. Not a hard whisk, but you just need to sort of break up the curd so it's nice and smooth. Mm. And I baked that at quite a low heat, like 170, 160, 170 degrees Celsius. Not a convection oven. This is in my my wood-fired oven for about an hour. Go crazy. Use it and love it. Um, And then I, yeah, I didn't, I had to wait for it to set. So when you take it out, it's still a bit wobbly and then it sets overnight. Mm. The actual recipe says to serve it with a tablespoon of eau de vie, which I think would be great, but... I know for a fact. No, I don't know for a fact, but I, I really doubt that you can get eau de vie in Alice Springs. And can instead of your name dropping, can you explain what eau de vie is? Uh, eau de vie is similar to grappa and you get it throughout Europe and it's generally just a really um, high alcohol spirit that's often made with leftover fruit. So I've had okay. like pear eau de vie. So it smells like pear, like schnapps as ah, well. Okay. Um, I see. Yeah, and it's always made with just the the leftover fruit. And does it say to serve it like poured on the tart? Yeah, you pour it oh, on the tart. Yeah. Okay. So is the is the liqueur quite syrupy then? No. Oh. It's like grappa. Imagine pouring a yeah. um, tablespoon of grappa over that. Interesting. All right. Yeah, it's an interesting concept. Yeah, it is. I think it's just perfect. Rita bought in my slightly burnt mulberry 
jam sauce thing that I made, which is delicious but slightly burnt. Uh, easy to do um, on a Friday night. But yes, brought that in to serve with it, but I don't think it needs it. I think that no, two strong right. flavours yeah. that would compete. It's and such I a subtle, delicious, fine yeah. flavour. And there is the sourness of the goat's curd as well, which yeah. is sort of helped by the lemon. Yeah. I mean, you certainly could serve it with that, but yes, it doesn't need it for sure. Yeah. Look, the other thing I'd like to have made with goat's milk, which I had planned on, and I probably will go ahead and make this tomorrow now just because I've got it in my head. Yeah. Um, there's this thing called dulce de leche, which is what oh, we yeah. really know as, as caramel, right? Yeah. Which is, you know, you boil up milk and brown sugar and you sort of boil it down and you pour it over your whatever pancakes whatever it's really not really healthy for you because it's full of sugar but it tastes great <laughs> but there's a, a um a goat's milk equivalent called cajeta cajeta casera yes is how i would say it and um that's made with goat's milk instead and it's because it's better with goat's milk because it's got a lower is it a lower boiling point is it correct yep yeah than cow's milk and um, they also add some baking, some bicarb soda to it as well. To, mm. again, lower the boiling point. Yeah. So it's just basically um, goat's milk vanilla. that's just cooked up with heaps of brown sugar yes. for a really long time. Some of the recipes call for vanilla bean um, and with some um, bicarb and some salt. It's just basically cooked down till you get this beautiful, thick, brown syrup. Which apparently will keep forever. Like three months is ever, isn't it? <laughs> it is. It is for a sugary syrup. You're probably going to eat it before then. Um, it sounds incredible. I yeah. want you to make it and then I want you to share it with me. Yeah. I had visions of um, put pouring it over the cheesecake, but you're right. The cheesecake actually doesn't need a great deal. It's pretty standalone. I do love yeah. things like that. It's very simple. Yeah. I, like, I like those cheesecakes that don't have a base on them, that uh-huh. they're just the cheese in mm. itself. So it's basically the filling. Yeah. And I wonder why we have bases on cheesecakes. Ah, uh, yeah, true. But the biscuit base is delicious too, but that's they a are, whole other thing. Yeah. No, yeah. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I want to know but what you wouldn't do with goat's milk, Bet. I thought about this this morning and I said to Rodney, I thought I would never use it in coffee. And I said to Rodney this morning, do you use goat's milk in your coffee? He was like, yeah, sure. Yes. And then we went and had a coffee. Yes. You and I met for coffee. And we, we had the goat's milk coffee with us. in a local establishment with the goat's milk. We in didn't. A flask. We did ask them to make us a coffee, not, to, not to do it, but if they would consider it. If they would consider using the fresh, they squeeze. did consider, and decided Thank you. it wouldn't be wise. No, possibly break some health regulations, which is a um, very wise choice of them. But we did, whether or not it was in a cafe or at home, we did pour, you know, freshly um, milked goat's milk. Yes. In our coffee, and it tasted pretty good. It tasted great. You wouldn't you wouldn't know it any different to milk. I, oh, I wouldn't know it any different to milk. So, it's no. I think it's great. I've been exploring quite a few different milks in my coffee in the morning, just kind of partly for fun and partly to explore health alternatives to uh, the, the cow dairy, but um, including coconut milk and others. Mm. And I, I actually, surprisingly, I pretty much like it all. Um, which I, I am surprised by. I thought that I would balk at some of those different flavors. Even coconut milk. Yeah, although, no, I have to correct myself. I've been having it uh, for a while there in my tea and I found that in my morning cup of tea I hardly noticed the difference and c- or quite enjoyed it. With goat's milk or coconut With milk? With coconut milk. Okay. But in coffee I couldn't do it. Okay. Coffee it was too different. Mm-hmm. But coffee I ha- ha- quite happily have black. So. Yeah. so I'm quite happy to have um, soy milk in my coffee but yeah. that's possible. And I, I would do goat's milk yeah. but I, I, that's, that's the limit. I'm not going to go near coconut milk, coconut milk or anything Have else. you tried it? No, I have tried um, bulletproof coffee, which yeah. is where you have butter. Yeah. 
Yeah. In your coffee, and that's yeah. pretty good, actually. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I reckon try the coconut milk or the coconut cream, yeah. You'd be surprised. But uh, each to their own, and also I think it's, um, yeah, we all have different taste buds, remarkably different taste buds. So. Oh, okay. And different smell. Yes. I was going to say smell buds, but they're not. We have different olfactory senses. And yeah. I do think the thing about goats and goat's milk was is the smell. Yes. Like you really can't talk about it without talking about the smell because once I'd mm. gone into – yeah, milking the goats, I was really conscious of the goat smell. You did get a little bit put off in that first week, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. you put in that goat's cheese trip. that was really strong, yes. really strongly flavoured. And even any of the goat's cheese now, if it's too strong, I'm a little bit put off by it. Because yes. I think I'm really conscious of the animal this comes from. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think it's, it's, a, yeah, it's an important connection to make for us. Reminders of those animals. I, I I generally love those animal-y smells, so um you know I'm pretty comfortable with them. But mm. I'm an animal myself, Rita. Oh, are you yes. really? I didn't yes. Know that. So I have a great affinity with the animals. <laughs> oh, does that mean I might be one as well? I don't know. I think that's up for you, up to you to oh, say. Let me ponder that. Yes. <laughs> On the question of animal, um, this is just the first of a two-part show. Um, the second part's actually on the animal. On the animal itself, the eating of the, the goat. So we've got a, we've got some more goat treats in store. So if you're uh, not into the meat eating, then language warning on next week's show. Yep. Don't tune in. So I think we're at the end of today's show. It sounds like it. Yeah. We're over time. Do we have a song? We do have a None song. Nonetheless. And it's by Angus and Julia Stone. Do you know Angus and Julia Stone? I Not personally, <laughs> but... <laughs> I do. We go way back. No, I'm, uh, I do know Angus and Julia Stone, yet. Yeah. Don't ask me anything embarrassing oh, okay. on air, like, like what do I know about them? But well, they're Australian. They're a folk and indie pop group, and they're a brother and a sister. I know that much. Yeah. Ooh, that's about as much as I know. I know they were formed in 2006. <laughs> so this song tonight is Lonely Goat. I'm really sort of... I'm really... I'm really glad I found this song, actually. Yes. It's a great song to end today's show. So don't forget to tune in next week. Um, if you're listening to this on a podcast, you're not going to be able to listen to um, Lonely Goat, so go and find it on Spotify or iTunes. And don't forget to tune in next week on ACCC 102.1 FM in Tennant Creek and Alice Springs to hear part two of um, The Goat Show. Thanks for listening to Community Radio and don't forget to renew your membership.